All right, y'all, I'm actually back for a second time today. And after this, I'm definitely going to bed. But listen, I started reading the book Graduation by Maya Angelou. And like I said, it's not a book. Uh, it's, it's very short because it's not actually a book. It's like an excerpt from her other book, I Know Why a Caged Bird Sings. And so it's only like this excerpt, excerpt of the part that's about graduation. And so I think my sister got it for me because I'm graduating. But it's so interesting because... The context of the story is really interesting. So this story is also from 1940, which is the same context in which Sula was. Sula actually ended in 1940, like that book ended in the 1940s. So what's interesting is the connections that I made between reading this book and reading Sula. And I'm actually glad that I just finished reading this book today because there are so many points that were made that actually related to the book Sula. So I'm going to go through and talk about some of the things that I underlined. The first thing that I underlined is that on the first page so this book is actually where it's really interesting why they how they did this book because it's almost like they wrote this book and put it in a little thingamajig like this for like a class because it has like a little forward it has words to watch for and then it starts the section of graduation written by Maya Angelou and then at the end it has questions that you can be asked about um like the storyline and it gives you like different um multiple choice options and then it also asks questions about theme and all that stuff like that and so I read through that and there are some interesting questions but something that I wanted to start out with was number one in the looking forward part of this book it says it's kind of giving an overview of what this section of graduation is about and it says with greater intensity than ever before the narrator of the story is confronted with the flack the fact that she is black and i thought that that was interesting because i feel like as i'm growing i am also being more and more confronted with the fact that i am black and what that actually means and what that actually looks like then as it's getting into the story about this girl who's going through her graduation experience. So she's just finished eighth grade and she's about to graduate and go to like a training school or that's a potential career option or she could not go to a training school. We don't know, but we just know that, that those are potential options for her um, as a black individual, not any like universities, but specifically a training school. And so we uh, see her like getting all excited and doing all the like exciting specialness of what it looks like to like graduate all of those exciting things and she's getting ready for her graduation and she goes in and then the person who was supposed to speak i forgot who was supposed to speak um let me see booker t washington was supposed to speak at their graduation and he wasn't able to because his train got delayed or something like that and so then they ended up having one of the like superintendents he's a white superintendent over the schools and stuff like that he came in and he spoke and he basically degraded people he had so many um like what is those things called it's not minor aggression passive aggressiveness and microaggressions i forgot the word for a moment but he had so many microaggressions when he was sharing it's just so disrespectful but that's basically like the whole story of this. And so then there was another part of the book where it talked about like it's going through and explaining how the students were in school and how like they all acted like an extended family. And I feel like that describes me and like all the contexts where I'm like with people that I'm familiar with. And I've never been able to put it on like a like 
I've never been able to like understand like, ooh, like how do I feel about these people? Because they're not in my intimate circle. They're not my family. But now that I think about it, thinking of them like extended family is actually true. You only call your extended family every now and then. You only talk to your extended family every now and then. So people that I go to school with, people that I work with, they do feel like extended family because I do still have a place in my heart for them because I'm around them all the time. But it's not to the point that we're actually family. Like we're just, it feels like extended family. People I would get gifts for, people I would call and like, you know, text on holidays and stuff like that. But nobody we would go further than that with. Um, And then another part that I thought was interesting was when the guy was speaking, he was basically being very disrespectful and saying that like, that the black people had he said he knew that there was like basically saying like he knew that there was greatness within black people because they had people like jackie robinson and jesse owens and joe lewis's which are basically all just like sports players and so he was basically saying to them that yeah you guys can be sports players yes you can and while he's doing that he's also talking about all the other improvements that the white schools are being being funded and afforded and how they're going to be like the next Marie Curie's, you know, like the woman who discovered radium and like Thomas Edison's and all this stuff like that. And so uh, the girl, the narrator of this book is basically sitting there like, why? And I like that he, that she said this, but she said, um, why is it by him that they, that he decides that those two men must be our only heroes. So that the two sports players must be their only heroes. Not that they weren't heroes, but that they're our only heroes. And I thought that was interesting because oftentimes as African-Americans, it is seen that like people who are in the entertainment business and people who are like musicians and people who are sports players, like those are our only heroes. And not that they're not heroes. A lot of them do really great things, but they're not our only heroes. And so I thought that that was a really good point being made that I could relate to. And then as he was sharing when he finished, because it was so heavy with microaggressions, all of the people in the graduating class had dropped their heads on the next page, page 19. And I wrote in the book, no one should feel this way. And they really shouldn't. And I feel like we often feel this way as Black people is like, you feel so good and so special because you're, it's almost like that moment when you realize you're black again, is like you get so excited and you get so like, like happy about things. And like, you just almost feel like a normal human being feeling special and feeling like, you know, just proud of the accomplishments that you've made and all of these different things. And then you face something and it reminds you of, the fact that you're black and it reminds you of the fact that people actually think that you're less than. And so that is like one of the most hurtful things to be like feeling so much peace and excitement and then to be like, oh yeah, I'm black in America and I'm not well liked by everyone. And that just them dropping their heads was like something that I can definitely relate to. And that feeling of just like feeling of like, man, I'll never be enough. That feeling of inadequacy, that feeling of, like being wronged because you are being wronged when someone is um being like having like saying microaggressions and stuff like that and so 
And then she goes on later on to say, it was brutal to be young and already trained to sit quietly and listen to charges brought against my color with no chance of defense. And I feel like that was what I saw, like, just in my life, too, of like, sometimes there's been moments where because I'm black, that I just had to sit quietly and listen to what was going on. And then if I did try to speak up against something, it would be almost like not considered because I'm black, you know? And so then later on, they like talk about death. And I felt like that was a theme that I saw a lot in Sula. So that helped me understand that like, this is a really heavy situation that we feel is that feeling of just sadness and sorrowfulness so much so to the point that we desire death. And it made me think of back in the days when people were literally jumping from the slave ships to die in the water. And when people were like just not wanting to live anymore because of slavery and because of segregation, because of trying to get their civil rights and all of these things. And the song, then, you know, the Negro national anthem, lift every voice and sing that song. There was a line in it that said, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. And I thought that was a really good line. And then I also liked the line of that song that says, we have overcome, we have come over a way with tears that have been watered. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. And I thought that that was also a really good line. And one thing that it made me think about was the fact that poetry and songs from back in the days, like hymnals and things of that nature are amazing. I love hymns and poems from back in the day because they just have this richness and this timelessness about them that you can feel those exact same feelings of the author writing that and be years and years and generations and generations removed from the situation and still feeling the emphasis of that and still feeling that to this day, to this day. And I just love that. I love I don't know. For some reason, I just really love hymns. They have this like eloquence about them that it's not just a regular song, but it's so much deeper. It's like the authors really sat there and thought about it and it's beautiful. And so, yeah, that just made me realize like, man, it's really rough out here being Black. But also, it made me want to write something better. It made me want to say to myself, like, it is rough out here being Black. But I also want us to think about what would it look like if we took this morning and recognized that we were blessed because of it. Like in Matthew 5, I, my pastor at the church that I attend right now has been going through a series of Matthew 5. And we started out by talking about blessedness and makarios, which means being able to be happy on this earth. And he basically was going through about how blessed are those who mourn blessed are those who are persecuted, et cetera, et cetera. And as I was reading that passage in Matthew 5, it made me think about the Black experience and it made me think about African Americans in general and how, because of our mourning, we have the opportunity to experience Makarios all the more. Because of our persecution, we have the experience to, the opportunity to experience Makarios all the more. And I think that that should be something we can take advantage of and it's just, I don't know. It's something that I want to think more about and figure out how to communicate. And I would love to write something that is uh, able to communicate that too. So we'll see. Another thing that I thought was interesting was the way that at the end of the book, 
it said that uh, Maya Angelou makes extensive use of comparisons in graduation. These comparisons startle readers into awareness and help us imagine the scene more vividly. And when I saw that, it made me think of Sula and it made me realize that's why the author, Toni Morrison, uses so many like super specific, like jarring things. Is it because it startles you to awareness? Like at some point, it it makes sense to be startled into awareness that you really have to think about this and you don't just get to passively consume what you're reading, but you're actually startled by it and you have to think about what is the depth of this? Like that was what happened when I was reading it and I found out that woman had killed her son. I'm still not over that because it's just like, you really sit there and you think, what was the reason? What was the reason? <laughs> and you really have to like really dissect it and read through the whole thing and think about it. And I like that type of writing that it, it startles you into awareness about what's actually going on. And so when I saw that in this book, I was like, that is a great connection to the book Sula. And then I liked that at the end, uh, it says, when speaking of her writing, Angelo has said, Maya Angelo has said, I speak to the Black experience, but I am always talking about the human condition. And with that being, I mean, enough said, like, I don't got nothing else to add to that. I speak to the Black experience, but I am always talking about the human condition. For So for everybody in a mama out there who want to talk about all lives matter, we're speaking for the Black experience. Black lives do matter, but we are always talking about the human condition. Everybody matters, but we're speaking on the Black experience. And so when I write whatever I'm writing, when I publish whatever I'm publishing, if I'm speaking on the Black experience, I'm going to speak on the Black experience, regardless of how whoever feels about it. Because at the end of the day, the Black experience is... Um, just my experience like the black experience is my experience I, that's i've only grown up black i haven't grown up hispanic or white and i don't know what those experiences are i haven't grown up asian i don't know what those experiences are i only know the black experience because that is the experiences i've had and i like that she said though but she's always talking about the human condition and really the human condition is the condition of our hearts Really, the human condition is the fact that we are sinful. And so, yes, she's talking about the Black experience, but she's also talking about just the human condition, too, and how we are all sinful and fallen beings. And I thought that was interesting. So I would be interested in presenting a different perspective, per se, in the literature realm. But, you know, that is something that has to be worked on because your girl didn't even finish her essay yet. So <laughs> before I can start thinking about writing some books, I need to finish the essays that's due tomorrow. Anywho. I hope all of y'all have a good rest of your night. I just wanted to share this quickly before I went to bed because I thought it was interesting and that book was super quick to read. So I wanted to go ahead and do my little podcast to let y'all know what was up. Anywho, talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Bye.